to the Rugby Connection podcast by the fans for the fans. Uh, this week, we have had a uh, very, very good week of rugby. We saw um, the, the 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 end of the Women's Six Nations, a very good end, and we will get onto that. Um, Champions Cup and Challenge Cup semi-finals, very, very interesting there, and a ton of other rugby to talk about. This week, we are joined with Murray, of course. Woo! Never miss an episode. And Cam. Hi. I think this is the first time I've been nice. This is the first time I've been nice to you. And like, well, I, I say nice. It was the first okay, time. This is the first time we've all recorded the three of us in a while. It feels like yeah, in ages. Yeah, this is well. I mean, it's 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 nice to be here with you boys. It's lovely to have you back, buddy. Anyway. We've got um, well, I guess the big uh, the big thing was the conclusion of the Women's Six Nations this week. Uh, we'll just round off on Super Saturday. Um, um, Wales beat Italy in Italy, thirty six ten. Another thirty six ten score uh, was Scotland Ireland with uh, the Scotland women's getting back to back wins for the first time in seventeen years. Madness. I'm fact checking here, Murray. You're probably the man to ask. I'm really not because, no, because you can't find out half the information, which is I think I, I saw I saw it somewhere, so I'm 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 gonna trust my gut, but I think I trust yeah. I trust you. It sounds you said it with confidence, so it must be right. Uh, yeah, I listen. <laughs> I I remember a lot of things. Um, and then the uh, to put the cherry on top, uh, the siding game between England and France. England in front of a packed near 60k at Twickenham um, won 38-33 completed the Grand Slam won the Six Nations um, go England um, yeah. I th- to be honest I think I I think it's the main story of the weekend I mean 60,000 just shy of 60,000 in Twickenham does this not just rub salt in the wounds to every smart arse online who cares about women's rugby oh yeah 100% I mean, and, and, and listen, it was a, it was, it was an incredible crowd. I mean, everyone getting behind. You know, this is, this is, you know, we. I think there's a lot of media look at people saying, you know, Twickenham's a, Twickenham's a massive pub, or that you know, it's all laddish culture, it's all casual fans. But people have turned up here with, with, with intention, with heart, and have you know put everything behind the girls. And yes. you know, it's not just a crowd. This is the crowd we want. It's not yeah, 100%. Just, it's not just a it's it's just it's not just 60,000 people it's 60,000 fans and supporters and to have that many people behind is 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 unreal I think that's I mean, the key word there is supporters not yeah. they're there regardless of the result they would have probably had a great time obviously it's helpful that England did win the grand slam on the biggest game in women's rugby history but you know they're they were there to support. They weren't there just oh yeah the rugby's on let's go down there. We exactly. touched on it slightly last week. Um, me and Murray did about uh, maybe we sort of talked about maybe more of the negatives of the Six Nations. 
questions with obviously Ireland suffering, you know, their loss and everyone making uh, making it seem, you know, as if uh, well done to the Ireland girls for only conceding 48 points. And we sort of spoke about, um, you know, you, women's rugby, especially in the Six Nations, um, needs to be desirable and what was it, the IRFU, one of the higher-ups saying who cares about women's rugby essentially uh, yeah. a week ago or something. And I think after that sort of week, there was a lot of stuff in the media about the Women's Six Nations, uh, about the island team, blah de blah blah I think a week like this and a game like that to conclude the Six Nations, you know, historic attendance, it, it really is. It's a massive, massive boost for women's rugby. Exactly. I, mean, I think... With the success we've seen now, I think, you know, um, if we're just talking about women's sport in general, the success we saw with the England Lionesses, um, yeah. they've been put on a massive, you know, they've been put on a massive, um, they've been pushed out there. You know, uh, are, are the Red Roses to follow? Now, Now you know, they've got this platform. Is it all going to grow? You know, it's not just beneficial for women's rugby, but for women's sport in general. We, you know, we've got that crowds, we've got that TV viewing. Hopefully now everything sort of comes with it. Um yes. Actually, there is something that comes with it. Very exciting. It comes out, I think it's a little later this year, October, November time. I said, I did share it in the chat. WXV 1, 2 and 3. So for those that don't know, it's this new, almost like, I want to say autumn test series, essentially. Yeah, it feels like that, doesn't it? And in, in non-World Cup year, so again, like an autumn test series. So I'm not going to go into the ins and outs because it's very confusing because it's new. So nobody really knows what's going on. But from what I've got from it, WXV1 is the top three from this year's TikTok Six Nations, and they'll go against the top three from the Pack 4 series, which comes in about a month or two's time, which is between World Champions Black Ferns, the Wallaroos, Canada, and the USA Eagles. WXV2 is fourth place from the Six Nations, with fourth place with Pack 4. The playoff winner between fifth place in the Six Nations against Spain because they won the Rugby Europe Championship. And then, like, final winners from, like, Asia, Africa. And number three would be the loser of the playoff between fifth and, and Spain. Sixth place from the Six Nations. And I can't... There's a, and there's a playoff system to get in. So there's, like, there's 18 teams for women's rugby right now. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And all it's going to do is um, grow, you know, women's rugby around the world. More competitions, uh, more TV views, more people in the stadiums, more attention on the sport itself. Uh, yep. I just, you know, I think this Six Nations has been a massive step up for the women's game, especially in terms of competitiveness, you know, yep. especially this final game to round off 38 um, 33 between two of the top teams in the world. This is the sort of, you know, quality, quality rugby that people are starting to ex uh, expect from the women's game. Um, yeah. And I think going forward, you know, with all these new developments in the women's games, these new ideas, these new fixtures being put forward, it's exciting stuff filling in that gap between the World Cup. Because, you know, it sort of feels you've got the Six Nations, then you go on towards the World Cup. You've got a few tournaments dotted around for the women's game, more consistent fixtures throughout yeah, in, in the next five, ten years, it's it's going to yeah, grow and, massively. And especially, you know, now that we know that a Lions test is coming as well, you know, it's it, it's just growing. I think this 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 WXV thing is is 
you know, it's a competition on its own, it's independent, and we can use it to 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 push a platform to get teams together, you know, because in, in, in the current format anyway, you've only got how many teams there in the World Cup? Twelve. Uh, um, yeah, that's sorry, yeah. that's why they're actually doing it as well. It's because the next World Cup's gonna have more teams in it as well. Okay, so they already but, got. But but to think that you know we only had twelve teams together, and then in most years it's only the Six Nation and the Pack Four, and you know we need some variation. We need teams traveling all over the places because that's how you grow the game. Uh, what I do like, what I do like is that um, they they're not trying to follow the the format of the men's game. They're going yeah. in their own direction. Uh, obviously, this year they pushed the TikTok Six Nations further back, so it doesn't feel as sort of a tail end type thing to the men's six nations and it worked you know a whole different tournament in itself whole different event and you could you can tell by attendance and viewing um but it's good that they're sort of going in their own direction and sort of making the women's game its own thing instead of sort of what might feel like a follow-on if they just went through like autumn tests the same as the men and and yeah yeah, it's it's good that they're making their own thing out of it you've got well i think that you know if you do want to get fans watching both then you know making them parallel isn't the right way because exactly. you know you can't watch everything you can't watch everything at once i you know i watch many different sports and it is possible to follow sometimes um but you can't watch everything at once and um so just having things you know timing it differently it, it does just put the spotlight on every single individual thing um yeah. which i think is a very it's a very good direction to go in and i think that something that they need to try. They haven't done before. Um, and it would definitely work, I'd say. 100%. Um, I would. I, if I had to if I had to make a suggestion, and this is just going off here, um, with um, uh, the conclusion of the Rugby League World Cup last year, they had all three tournaments, men's, women's and wheelchair, all within the same country, running parallel, uh, none of the games at the same time, but were all televised. Yes. No, be a fan if let's say they move the well, I haven't got enough time for this, but let's say the next Women's World Cup is in 2027. And um I'm not sure if they do any other 2025. Uh no, 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 no. Let's say they move to the next women's All right, World Cup. Sorry, sorry. 2027, sorry. Um, and had and had it playing alongside. Um yeah. we had schedules fitting in with 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 both men's and women's. Um both individually on their own, maybe doubling up in stadiums, um, televising, going back uh, back and forwards between the two. Um, do you think something like that could work or do you think it needs its individual spotlight rather than an uh, Yeah, I think, to be fair, I think a bit of both worlds is going to be ideal because at the end of the day, the rugby calendar is absolutely packed throughout the year with women's and men's games, international and club rugby. So they're going to have to have uh, multiple events coinciding so I can see uh, a sort of a structure like that maybe with the Six Nations or with the um, you know Women's Pacific Nations and the um, Rugby Championship something like that where they coincide you know if they can sort out a schedule on that. Uh, I think it's, it's not so much as coinciding not like the let's just say Premier 15s and Premiership where they you know where they're both parallel, but they're both individual. Yeah. We need some sort of level of integration, I'd say, if you want to make it work. Or do we just stick with, let's just say, how they did it this year? Uh, men's Six Nations here, Women's Six Nations here. It's not together. Both. 
and that's I'm not playing devil's advocate here. I love the fact that it's not at the same time because I mean there is more spotlight on either or, but it wouldn't hurt to the the occasional like summer double header, like yeah. yeah. I can so this see, I can see like with friendlies and whatnot that working. Yeah. And and when I when I, well when I've gone to um say Quinn's big game in the past, you know they 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 play the women's game before, um yeah. and you know just to think right, you know one year you might turn up early early uh, you know a lot of people will come to the men's game. If you turn up early, you know you're going to catch the tail end to the women's game, and then the next year you might come you know the next year you might come early and watch the women's game as well. Because you've caught that little bit, it's caught your eye, you know. You've you kind of hit a really good discussion I had. Well, I seen online this week. So somebody was complaining that Scotland women weren't at Murrayfield, and there was a lot of people explaining why they're not at Murrayfield. It's not that they will never play at Murrayfield. It's just not yet. Yeah, a, well, I think again, I've 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 never played professional rugby. I've never played professional sports. I've never played sports in front of a crowd, but. I would much prefer a smaller stadium that's more packed and more atmosphere yeah. than getting your opportunity to play in a big stadium. Because, no, I agree. You know, so, you, you see a lot, but you see a lot of these like maybe lower tier competitions in, in all sports, really, where they, where, you know, you think to yourself, right, they've got the opportunity to play in the big stadium. Yes. And, you know, they get the facilities, they get everything like that. And it's a great day out, but at the end of the day, you know, it's not the atmosphere you're looking for. It does. It just doesn't feel as special as if it was, you know, in a small confined stadium where everyone's packed to the rafters and you can feel the noise. I mean, I think yeah. that's the problem that the South African teams face in, say, the URC in the Champions Cup because we play in, uh, you know, Kings Park, uh, Ellis uh, Park. You, you, play in, you play in national stadiums. You know, we're playing in national stadiums yeah. and we're getting attendance of like fifteen to 20,000, but it looks like there's no one in the stadium. Um, and yeah, I think you're completely right where, you know, I'd rather play in um, a place like the dam, you know, which is completely packed out with that atmosphere than play in somewhere like uh, DHL Stadium, where there's what, 15,000 people there, but it looks absolutely dead. Yeah, and I, I think that it's a much better product when, you know, when you're at a capacity. Yeah. So yeah, so basically what, what I said was like the girls will get to Murrayfield, like the Red Roses have done this year on their own. It will not be the now, and that's not a bad thing because we're we're making records every time the girls are home now. We were just shy of five thousand. I know I, don't, I know compared to like Twickenham, but but again, we're getting there. It's not a sprint. We don't have to do it all at the same time. Um we will get there. But I think the best way to start it would be like in the summer or one in the autumn, a double header, like you said, Harv. Get there early, get a women's game. But and I also think the way women's rugby is going, people will want to get there early to watch the girls. It's not just ah, oh, let's go through early. Well, I, I, well, I, I, th- I well, well, we'll move on in a second. But if I have to conclude it up anyway, women's rugby is not finished product at the moment. No. But- I think if you start watching now, you're going to see something really, really beautiful develop. I actually think if you don't start watching now, you're going to get left behind. <laughs> I, I think right now we're seeing we're, we're seeing the development period, and it's developing rapidly. If you, yeah. I, I think if you're not keeping up, you're you're going to miss it. A hundred percent. 
100%. Yeah. But um, that's it. That's it. Uh, done and dusted. Uh, Six Nations women. We'll qu- I'll quickly just run through the table just to, um, just to conclude it off. Uh, in sixth, uh, zero points from this year. Uh, Ireland uh, in fifth, four points. Italy in fourth, 10 points, two wins. Uh, Scotland, um, a better year, a successful year compared to the last few. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So looking up there. Uh, Wales, um, you know, ha- coming on from their full-time contracts, 15 points and in third place. Uh, France very narrowly missing out on 21 points in second and England um, who we probably never doubted um, Grand Slam um, 25 points in first so Red Roses right um, we'll move uh, over because um, other rugby this week as well um, let's, should, we, should we move to the Champions and Challenge Cup I want to say European yeah. But, Should we do a challenge cup first? Yeah, I want to say I want to say European cups, but you know that it pains. No, me well, days. technically, yeah, right now they are. Actually, you know what? Yes, the European cups again. Get in anyway. Um, right, so we'll start with the challenge cup. Um, two semi-finals. We had Toulon versus Benetton and Scarlets versus Glasgow. Um, as much as it pains me to say, we'll talk about the first game: uh, Toulon versus Benetton. Oh. Two- 23, Benetton nil. I actually um, feel we're bad about this because well, I said in a joke, like as a joke, that like well done, Benetton, first Italian team to get to a, Europe, a European semi-final. I think this is where the fair to end. I didn't think that a 14-man alone would do it. I didn't reckon yeah. I'll well, have well, you well, sent off six minutes in, but and then we're gonna get nil points. Well, I, yeah. It, it, it was quite a weird game, if you ask me. I mean, you know, very quick start. Uh, 17 points in the first 20 minutes. Um, well, Oli Vong got the, got the red card within the, within the first five. Uh, yeah. And it was kind of just really, really flat after that. Uh, yeah. two, two penalties from Dan Bigger and, 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 you know, only six points in the second half. Benetton were shut out. I, I've, you know, and in, in rugby, uh, I want to say a shutout, but clean sheet, however you want to say it, it's we don't have a word for it because it's it's not common, is it? It's just embarrassing. How, how annoyed would you be if you're the Benetton head coach? Like that, you're making history just by stepping on the field. You've got the advantage for seventy-five minutes, and you don't score. I, yeah, it, it's it, it looks it looks terrible. It really, really looks terrible. I think I wouldn't. I'm not going to write this off as, you know, this this has ruined Benetton's season. This is, you know, because Benetton have had a good season. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It's just, it's, I, I, I think, as from a neutral standpoint, it's annoying. Yes, that's fair. I agree with that. It, 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 annoying. Might I just say, Sergio Parise might oh. as well be a fly half. You can't oh. deny it, Murray. He was absolutely on fire that whole game. Does this not just add to the point of what we're on about like here, what Benetton did? If you're letting a 39-year-old number eight do that against you. Yeah, I think I think you've got to give Parise a bit of credit. I thought oh, it was mean, amazing. Parise oh, oh, great. You know, we we're not gonna we're not gonna um Murray. He I'm is. saying that, um, he's a legend of the game. That's what I'm he's a legend of the game, and he's still going. 
I think Dan Bigger's settled very well into uh, Toulon. He's, um, you know, oh, he's, he's just yeah. doing his thing. Exactly. But so, Benetton, yeah, yeah very I... flat, very disappointing. Uh, like like Harv said, just the most frustrating game to watch from a neutral standpoint. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll, we'll turn over to a, to a probably a nicer game. Um, we'll go uh, Glasgow get the win over the Scarlets, 35 to 17. Um, I would say a bit more fruitful. It was kind of lights out by about 60th minute. Yeah. Um, you know, Glasgow get a, get the last a last minute try just to kind of just put the nail in the coffin there. Um, but um, Glasgow are in the in the in the final. It's a it's a Scottish team in there, Murray. Are you? I, I am. I was, was, was going to say, you know, well, I I suppose that probably on the pitch you hate each other, but then off the pitch you kind of feel, oh, it's a Scottish team. It's the only other Scottish team. So, in the league, this goes in ridiculous, but I don't care. This is how I process. So, in the league, I don't really want Glasgow to do well purely because they're in the same league as Edinburgh. Obviously, when it comes to European competition, I can I do kind of root for them because. Ideally, the dream is you want both your, especially if you've only got two, you want both your teams in the final or yeah. both finals, essentially. Which yeah. would look great. Well, I'd, so, I, I'd, say, I'd say for myself that I'd want all English teams to win apart from a select few. Oh, bloody hell, you read my mind there, I think. Sorry, uh, sorry it's uh, terrible hay fever, that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah bloody hell. Oh, it's, 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 it's May Murray, come on. I don't know. It should be over. But no. <laughs> uh, yeah, listen. This, the, the atmosphere of Parker Scarlets is always amazing. It was the same this game. Scarlets have done well to get to the semi-final. They've made history themselves first time. They've made it uh, to the semi-final of a European competition. Um, the first half, very tit for tat. Uh, the competition was good. Um, and then, yeah, second half, Glasgow just opened up. And I mean, they have been quality all season in the URC and in um, the Challenge Cup. So you've got to hand it to them. Um, yeah. You know, That's Glasgow. I, I can honestly see, um, I can see Glasgow being contenders for the URC just based on their current form. Uh, and I can see Glasgow winning the Challenge Cup against Toulon. I, I think it'll be a very interesting game. It's going know. to be an interesting game. The, the, the one thing that I think is going to be the, the big side of it is it's, it's a neutral venue. Yeah. Well, That's close to Scotland. Like, it's a, it doesn't take much to get from Glasgow to Dublin. Well, yeah. I know, but, you know... It, I think ideally for a final, a neutral venue is, is perfect. Yeah, of course. We're not looking unlike, at... the, unlike the Champions Cup final. Yeah, that we're, say, we're not looking at any team here. Um, no, I, I do think we've got an interesting final on our hands. This is two teams. I don't know what they're going to throw at each other. I need your help, boys. Generally, because I'm, I'm racking my brain on this. So, the, both European finals are the same weekend as the London Sevens, mm-hmm. which is a stupid schedule in conflict anyway, but I can't go to the Champions Cup because there's genuinely no tickets unless I win this competition. Fingers crossed. Anyway, <laughs> do I get a ticket to the Challenge Cup final or do I hope that a friend of the show gets picked for the London Sevens and gives me the spare ticket like we discussed in the chat? Um, I think it... I don't know. Um, I think going to... 
for me, going to a European final would be special. Um, I'm I, I, I'm I'm doing this from a position where I've gone to I've gone to London Sevens twice. But I've been to a European final. Oh yeah, you have. Um, I, I, know, I, think, I, I think it depends. It depends what you're. I I think it depends what you're looking for. I think a European final is going to be you know it's going to be a big game, just the one game clash of everything. There's going to be a lot of thing. You know, there's going to be a lot behind it. Whereas you know when you, when you go to a fans of sevens tournament. You're watching the rugby, but you know it's a party atmosphere. There's everything else going on, so I, th- so I I think it depends how much you how much you're actually you know how much you actually want to to do you want to have a good time and and you know act like a festival or do you want it to be a big game and you you want to be there and you want to say that you weren't there. So you've got two options in my opinion. Because if you go to London Sevens, you don't have to go to Ireland. If you go to if you go if you go to the Challenge Cup final, then you don't have to go to London. So you know it's Cam, a win-win. Win, win, win. You're just like, oh, I've got two options. He's got bloody two options. It's the only options he's been picking. <laughs> User hopeless at this because basically oh. I've ne- right. So wait a minute. I've never been to Ireland ever for anything, but I've also never been down to Twickenham. I, the all right. I say go Ireland. I say go. I, I I've been to both the Aviva and I've been to Twickenham. I didn't go to the Aviva for rugby, but um, should go for an Ed Sheeran concert or something. No, I, I went. I went for American football. One One Direction oh. Union. No, um, yeah, the Aviva gets used for everything, right? Um, no, but um, I don't know. I think I think Twickenham's obviously a magical place. I just don't think you'll. I don't think you'll get the Twickenham atmosphere that a lot of people look for when you go to the Sevens. We need we need that for Scotland because we always have more atmosphere when we're down there. Sorry, Alf. All, 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 all I'm saying is, I, 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 if you're looking for if you're looking for a magical atmosphere, something you can say, "Oh, I, I can't believe I was there." Go to, to go to the Aviva. Okay. That that would be my advice. It's decided then. You're going to the Challenge Cup final. Congratulations, man. I know. I'm. I. 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 I don't want to make the decision for you. I just want to. I just want to. I. I'll happily make the decision for you, Murray. You're going to the Challenge Cup final. If 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 it, if it was between me and I, I've been to the London Sevens twice. If for me, I'd go to the Challenge Cup final. I understand that. Well, you've obviously been to a a, a final before, um, but who's to say you know who's to say you can't do the Sevens next year as well. Exactly. You know, we're, we're, we're TikTok clapping this. We're going to let the public decide. Yeah, there we go. Poll. Let them decide your fate. We're coming out somewhere. Uh, where does Murray go uh, on the weekend of the 20th to 21st? I'll be in Spain, so I might watch uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, Harb in Spain. There's a secret option number C. Uh, number three, number you C. Can, you can Murray, join. Murray, <laughs> you can Murray join smuggles himself. Join me clubbing on the on the Spanish seaside. Anyway, um, let's move on quickly to the uh, Champions Cup. Um, we had deja vu. No, we had Leinster turning over um, to loose uh, in the Aviva. Um, have they played a game outside the Aviva? Yeah, you were there. You were at the the, the RDS. No, I mean um in the in the in the Champions Cup. That's not the away fixture. Yeah. No. Um, I don't think they have. No, oh, they, no. Every, every, they all their knockout games have been in the Aviva. You know. It's just anyway, so um 
let's just say the home team um, have been winning comfortably uh, over Toulouse uh, and uh, La Rochelle uh, beat Exeter Chiefs 47 to 28. Uh, Murray, um, no. <laughs> I, I I suppose it kind of went wrong in the first half for for, for Exeter. It was it was 26 7 at half time. You've got the opening score, but but La Rochelle were quickly to turn that over. So, seven all, very enjoyable. Could r- literally go either way. Chiefs get a yellow card, and that's one team you do not want to have give the man advantage is La Rochelle at home. Yeah. Big European, just don't do it, and uh, just open the floodgates. And just quite simply, Exeter just could not play catch up. Because of the damage done, I mean, it was it was an even it was an even second half. It was twenty one twenty one in the second half. But had the damage had already been done effectively. Yeah. It's <sighs> La Rochelle, and I, I said it to Murray. We've had we, look, we've got deja vu. We've got the exact same final as we did last year. Mm. Um, well, well, it's in Ireland. It's in Ireland. It's in Ireland this time. Before we get on previewing a, a final, we'll talk quickly about the Leinster to lose. I mean, there's probably not much to talk about. Um, Jack Conan got me a, a back. I don't even have words. He said, I think it was to, it looked like the punt, but I don't think it was. The second try, he sent one of the Toulouse backs packing, just dummy. And the guy just, like, you could see, like, an, an outer body experience. The boy just stood there. Well, his, his soul just left his body. He was his like, soul gone. Player not, not found. User not in operation. Yeah, gone. Leinster, you know, no disrespect to lose. Leinster were going to run rampant anyway. Except the Aviva, they've got a big home crowd behind them. Yeah. Leinster are just a a terrifying team. I genuinely didn't think Leinster were going to run away with it. Going into that, I thought it was going to be nice and tight to lose. I would have avoided what happened last year to them in the semi final against Leinster. And then they just went, you know what? Who needs discipline? Arseholes. Anyway, um, we've you know as we were talking about, we've got the same exact final, Leinster versus uh, La Rochelle. Do you think it'll be a similar thing to last year? No, if, listen, I, I, if, I if, said, if, 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 but if it's the same result, do you think it'll be you know even better this time around? Yeah, I think I said if anyone's going to beat Leinster, it's a team like La Rochelle, like they did last year, because the the teams who have beaten Leinster in recent times in both the URC and the Champions, uh, Champions Cup, are teams who dominate them at the set piece, teams who dominate uh, at the breakdown, and teams who can uh, physically front up and out-muscle Leinster. And La Rochelle have that exact blueprint we saw in that Exeter game. They were absolutely dominant at the set piece, absolutely rampant at the breakdown. You know, if you take away... I think I was saying Leinster thrive off of first phase ball, off of a set piece. They thrive off of uh, quick breakdown speeds, quick ruck speeds. La Rochelle have everything they need to take that away from Leinster. So if anyone's going to beat Leinster, it's going to be La Rochelle, but it is Leinster at home. So yeah. I, I, I can't see past Leinster. Purely for the fact that you know, this is—I'm not going to say proceedings for them, but how much can it feel like a final? How much can you get nervous for when it's in your own backyard? 
when you've got you're gonna have a big you know a sea of blue basically out in the stands you know this is this, this is almost routine for Leinster they know what they're they know what they're coming up against they know what's going to be behind them and all those external factors they've they've acclimatized to they know everything I mean, it's, at the it, end of the day and I know that we we do as fans of different teams we do love to see Leinster lose just because we're so used to seeing them win but at the end of the day they they do fully deserve to to win this title um you know they probably fully deserve to win the URC as well they've been absolutely on fire by far without a doubt i can say this with no doubt in my mind they are the best club team in my opinion this year anyway in the world I was, you know, I was, I was going to say exactly the same. We don't have a, we don't have a deciding, we don't have a deciding competition. But you know, if you, if you had to, know, if you had to nail it on the head, I, I, Leinster are the best team. I just think, in, yeah, in terms of consistency and performance, um, you know, I, I, I think you know, we could have, we could have given it to anyone. You know, five years ago, we could have given it to anyone between Leinster, Saris, and, and Crusaders. Yeah. You know what's, you know what's mental? Just as you are talking about this. Leinster have not won the Champions Cup and since 2019, isn't it? 2018. 2018. Where they beat Rassing 15 12 when it was a really weird one when they went to Bilbao. Yeah. The final. They have then since lost the final to Sarsons and last year's final to to La Rochelle. Yeah. They've also also missed two. La Rochelle have been in. Two finals, losing one and then winning one. Racing's been in two, losing both. Unlucky. And extra Chiefs were also in one and won one. Yeah. Um, I think if this, if we're going to, you know, if this can be any year for Lens to come back and get what their fifth star, I believe, to put them equal to lose, yep. it's going to be this year. They're at home. I, uh, I, they're on absolute fire in terms of form. Um, and listen, like, like I said, if they do end up winning the title, fair enough. They fully deserve it. I I, I don't see any way past Leinster. I mean, you know, simply um, enough, they they are a they are a they are a robotic unit. Nothing goes wrong. It's true, but so, listen, uh, on on if you know if I turn it over, I'd also love to see La Rochelle win and get a second. Oh, a hundred percent. And 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 you know, last year looked so special. I mean, last year they were completely, completely, you know, caught up in the emotion of it all and how good did it seem and, and to go back and, and to do it again on the double, you know, how sweet of that is a feeling. And I I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, lead to believe that the odds are heavily in Leinster's favour, but I think La Rochelle will be looking into the game and thinking, you know, we don't just need to win, we need to shock people. Just playing devil's advocate, obviously Leinster have I'd had... Say that's Murray's role, what are you doing? <laughs> Obviously, Leinster have had an absolute amazing season in all competitions, but let's say they lose the final to La Rochelle and they also get knocked out in either the quarters or the semis of the URC again. If they don't go, you know, home with any silverware from this year, you know, does it sort of put their amazing form this season? Does it sort of make it all redundant? Yeah. I think I, I I would think it's one of those seasons you look back on where it's you know what could have been exactly you know if I think if Leinster don't get silverware in either of these competitions it's do they suddenly become a team that 
that choke in these playoff spots. It's you I, know... I, I don't think it's choke because you know they're they're not a team that's you know oh we've been waiting to win or we've been waiting to win when we have to you know it's not one of them teams. It's it's just the fact that they've been unlucky at the final hurdle. It's, I don't think they're chokers. I if they don't come away with the silverware. It'll, it, it, massively disappointing for fans and the team itself. Yeah, I think I think you have to look at it. I think you have to look at the. I think you can look at the year as a positive. Yeah, but I think it's it's going to be one of those frustrating years where you know when you put in so much effort and and things don't fall right for you. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think see, I don't think it will be seen as a, as like a great season if they lose because they did it last year. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like last year's season, you know, everybody remembers, you know, La Rochelle winning. Everybody remembers um, the the Stormers lifting the URC Cup. No, you know, nobody realizes that Leinster were the the clear best on form team throughout the season. But 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 you know, nobody remembers being, the, the being, best being, winning team. It's always the winners that you remember. Yeah, being yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Being the best team doesn't win you well. In most formulas, they went to the URC Irish Shield because that is a redundant trophy. But you know what I mean. You know, how many times have you know we seen great teams not actually made? You know, having a great season doesn't mean anything if you can't win the games that are that are that crucial. I think if Leinster get overconfident, especially with uh, a big final coming up in terms of uh, the uh, Champions Cup. If they get overconfident against a team like La Rochelle, uh, we they could be seeing an upset again. But I, I don't think it's going to happen. I do think they're going to go. I, 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 but I, th- I think that if you know they lost last year, and I think that will help them purely because you know they want to. They definitely want to... a driving force. De- especially the, if the same fixture, but this time you're at home. Revenge is in the air. Yeah, I, I agree with you. They, 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 they want to they want to show that you know last year's in the past, and you know it isn't just a loss. It it, it probably cut deep, and they want to show that they've healed from that. Hundred percent. Right. So we move on to some some super. Uh, rugby? I, I was going to say, yeah, we 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 did have some super rugby. We'll go we'll go over it. Um, make some comments. Uh, Hurricanes beat Brumbies uh, on Friday. Um, thirty-two to twenty-seven. I want to say Friday night, but obviously it's early morning for us. Yeah, um, I'll, say, I'll, I'll say Friday night for you, you Southern Hemisphere blokes uh, and and girls. Um, I say blokes politically, by the way. Anyway, uh, <laughs> also on Friday nights morning, uh, Waratahs beat the Highlanders by one point twenty. I believe that's the first uh, time Waratahs have beaten Highlanders in how many games? I think Murray, you said it. Oh, I can't remember now. I'm, 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 I'm having, a, I'm having a look for you boys. Uh, it's, it's the I, first no. time they've beaten the Highlanders in a good, good while. No, they beat them last year. Oh well, so that stat was completely redundant. No, uh, well, it, it would have been 2018, the last time at home. That's oh, okay. I'll take that. I'll yeah. take that. Is, is exactly what I meant. Yeah. Um, Saturday night or Saturday. Um. Blues turned over the Fijian Drua 30 to 14. Rebels got over Moana Pacifica 43 to 33. Chiefs took on Crusaders and absolutely smacked them 34 to 24. And Reds beat the Force 31 17. Uh, Can the Chiefs go undefeated? Huh? Can, I asked Cam this last week because it is now just going to become a continuous question. Can the Chiefs finish the regular season undefeated? I the think last thing to do it was Crusaders in two thousand and two. 
I think they've conquered their their last hurdle, if I'm honest. I think the Crusaders realistically, I, the Blues can maybe do it, but I think the Crusaders realistically were going to be the only team who are going to overturn and upset this uh, this Chiefs team. But beyond this game now, they've they've tackled this sort of speed bump. Um, I, I can't see anyone stopping them, and I, I do think the Chiefs are going to go undefeated. I think the Chiefs are going to go undefeated. I think they are going to win Super Rugby this year undefeated. I, well, They've got five. They've got five games left. They've got um, Highlanders away. They've got Chiefs. At, uh, they've got the Reds at home. Uh, they've got the Hurricanes at home. Uh, mm. They have got the Brumbies away, and then on the final day, they've got uh, the Force away. Oof. I think that the Brumbies and the Hurricanes mm. could be. Maybe too high a hurdle. Yeah, I think I think the Canes, but they're playing the Canes at home. I think they're going to have too much for the Canes. Uh, the Brumbies, however, you know, I do think that's going to be a hurdle that they need to cross. But shall we just predict round eleven then? Yeah, go on. We'll we'll we'll, we'll predict round eleven. Uh, we have got um, first of all, as we were talking about, uh, Highlanders Chiefs. Chiefs. Bye. Yeah, I do think Seven. it's going to be Chiefs because Highlanders are mid pretty bad um i will excuse those comments um but i will also say chiefs will win <laughs> yeah um we have fajindra versus the canes i'm gonna uh, say Kings just because blues did it this week and now once once that crack happens when you're at home and yeah once that's hot it's, it's difficult so canes by five just for the sake of excitement, I'm gonna say Drew do a little bounce back. I'm gonna say Drew by six points. Canes by fourteen. Fair enough. That's not big. That's not big. Nah. Um, right next, uh, we have got Crusaders versus the Force. Oh, Crusaders by twenty-five. I want to say Crusaders by twelve because the Force are the four. The Force have been. Uh... The force have exceeded my expectations this year. That's what I'm going to say. I, I, um, I, I, I'll probably go in the middle of you, lads, and say Crusaders by 18. Yeah, fair enough. Um, we've got Blues versus Moana Pacifica. Blues by 40. Uh, I think it's going to be Blues by around about the same 20 points again. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Blues by 22. Yeah. Um, we've got the Reds versus the Waratahs. This be interesting because it's the battle of the, I want to say underperformers, but I don't think the Tars have underperformed. I think the Reds have underperformed. Um, we'll I'll, red. swear, I'll swear it's the Reds with home advantage. I'll say Reds by uh, three points. Yeah, I'll go Reds by, I'll go six. Just, yeah. Reds by nine. Ooh. Um, and then final game, we've got the Rebels versus the Brumbies. Mm, I'm gonna go Rebels. They're just no. they're no. I like how they're performing this year. The Rebel, no, again, the Rebels that's, are another that's, team. They're, 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 they're ninth. They've been oh bugger at them. Brumbies by 15. I thought they were higher up. I generally thought oh, Rebels was a ninth. Uh, the Highlanders just, are above them for God's yeah, sake. They're, they're just outside that, that playoff spot. Um, they have performed well, but the Brumbies have also the Brumbies have performed better. So I'm going to say Brumbies by uh, twelve points. Yeah, the Brumbies have been great. I, I'm going to Brumbies by twenty. 
Right. Um, um, we'll talk about um, we'll talk about some headlines in that case. Uh, I, think, uh, I suppose we finished with our main competitions. Um, we got some United. We got some URC next week. We have got we some got URC one. next week. Uh, we'll do some quick predictions for that then. Uh, thank you for spotting that. We've playoffs. Um, actually, we've got we've got Premiership next week. The end of Premiership as well. Um, well, should we rattle that off in a second? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about headlines yeah, first. I've seen a headline. That um, apparently uh, there is talks of a merger between uh, North, uh, between uh, the Falcons and the Sharks, um, and delivering a team known as the North. I think it also wants to get involved um, Leeds Tykes and um, I believe whoever else may be in the championship. It just sounds like a Game of Thrones spin-off to me. Well, I. I, I well, I I think it's a bit stupid. For as much as the prem, the Premiership has actually quite stayed away from franchises as, yeah. as professional clubs, to start it now, I, I I'm not sure. You know, the the Premiership is an open league in its um in its structure. Obviously, it hasn't relegated any teams for a while. Yeah, but it is an open league in 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 the pyramid structure. Um, to 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 start having franchises now and and to have a merger between. I don't I don't see the benefit in well do we you know we we want more northern teams but you're reducing it to one to that's what I'm saying you know one. you've you've got you've got sale in in Manchester and then you've got Newcastle obviously mm-hmm. Falcons in Newcastle why but, yeah I know surely surely reducing the amount of teams it's it's gonna take first off it's gonna take away from any sort of maybe northern rivalry, any competition. I don't know if Sale and the Falcons no, have some I, I sort of rivalry there. But I, I, I don't, I don't see the benefit of reducing the teams. I think you know what really should be done is growing the franchises individually. Um, I like the structure of the Premiership uh, with the idea of promotion and relegation. I think that adds some excitement to each season. And reducing the teams just seems stupid. Mm-hmm. Also, why would you kill two? Historical clubs to make one team that essentially no one will care about because it's not their team. Well, yeah, you know, where are you going to base it? Where are you going to? I, 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 I suppose the 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 probably the best for commercial would be to base it in Manchester. Yeah, but you know, to have a, a team just covering the whole north, it's yeah, just, the like, north. But it, the thing is, we haven't. We have like there, there's such an oversaturation of clubs in in the southern part of the country. You yeah, know, and the, 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 if the anything, it's just the, it's gonna the south in the Midlands. You know, rugby is is yeah, it's is, just gonna increase that bias towards towards the south. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, you know, imagine you, if they flipped it. Imagine if they flipped and had the south. Yeah, well, I mean, same logic applies. It doesn't make any sense. It's you know, I, yeah, but the thing is, I, I I would see more sense in something if because how many teams have we got based in London? Three. If Ealing go up, actually no, Jersey. <laughs> Jersey Reds won the title yeah, this week. Way yeah. uh, no, uh, but, but that's what I'm saying. It, it, I would, I, I still wouldn't agree with it, but it would make more sense if they proposed. Listen, we're gonna uh, merge a couple of the clubs based in London. That would make more sense to me. Still it wouldn't would, like it. It would make more sense because it's it's it is a smaller it is a smaller catchment area rather than the whole north. If the whole talking- north, and 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 the idea of calling the team the north. 
Yeah, well, it uh, sounds uh, like some. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think that was a final draft, but I think that's what. The, I think. That's oh, what I don't know. I reckon they'd probably go with if, it. You know, what, what were they? What were they to... planning on calling Worcester? Six ways rugby. No, they have exactly. called six ways rugby. But oh, you know, actually... oh God! But, you know, if, if if you're pushing, if you're just trying to get all the teams above the M62 to to to, if that's your catchment area from that motorway essentially to the northern border of Scotland. I'm just saying, keep Newcastle because for a very selfish reason, it's only three hours drive for me. So if it's a Premiership game, I want to drive to Newcastle. But but, but you get what I mean. These are two both, two both historic clubs. I don't. I'm not sure how they would do it. Um, but you know, I, I think Premiership rugby's got got its headache at the moment. Um, luckily enough, the Championship has been very very interesting this year, um, and um, I would love. Um, a slice of that to come to the to the Premiership. Obviously, uh, Jersey Reds were announced as the winners of the Championship this year. Um, they beat Ealing. They pipped them on the final day with a uh, with a big win over Amptill uh, in Jersey. And um, we're not sure. I'm not sure if uh, they are fully promoted yet. Um, but um, well, looking at their stadium, I'm not sure they'll get it. Yeah, but listen, that we need, we annoys need... me that does with the promo. I understand there's, uh, um, I don't understand the requirements. I mean, there's it, requirements you have to meet to get promoted, but you're just holding you're holding the the Premiership back at were, this point. Well, there were talks about there were talks about Ealing leaving Brentford and going to Wimbledon. Yeah, now, it's it's not that far a, a journey, but Wimbledon is a nine point two k stadium. Which, according to Premiership rules, doesn't meet their criteria. Yeah, because you need a minimum of ten thousand. It's too high anyway. Premier League football, which is a much bigger market with much bigger teams uh, in terms of in terms of fans and commercial than than any team in Premiership rugby, they only require five k. You know, they've set this unrealistic standard, and you're not quite sure where they're going with it. It is know. a shame because I mean it would be because essentially there's two spots in the Premiership open for promotion. Yeah. Um. So if you're just looking at it from an outside perspective, you'd think the top two teams get promoted, so Ealing and Jersey Reds. We, we want to see them in the Premiership. They're the well, ones... I, well. I, I would have loved to see you know in an ideal world a fourteen team team a fourteen team league with two spots of promotion and relegation. I think that would have been a perfect... Yeah, well, exactly. That's that. I think that's what makes the Premiership desirable because it has that season-to-season uh, season uncertainty, you know, where you're going to be and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I think these, okay. these requirements for promotion and relegation and whatnot, they're holding... I think they're just holding the, the RFU back in terms of their well, competitions. Exactly. And I think, you know, there's a lot obviously to do with TV rights and stuff like that. But, you know, um, if I, you know, Take um take Super League Rugby League for example. It's a much smaller product, right? You've got in in Rugby League you've got three uh, let's just say big teams with big stadiums that can fill the TV requirements so fairly easy, right? Yeah. And then you've got you know when London Broncos win the Super League, they played out of Ealing Trailfinders, which is one point five well three k at capacity even. Yeah. And they're still able to fit the cameras in perfectly fine, get the TMO boards up, you know. Sky were happy with that, so I don't see the problem why Premiership wouldn't be happy with the same thing. It is. It's just holding the competition back. As long you know, as as long as there's develop, as long as there's probably room for development, I would be happy. Yeah, 
as long as development we knew was happening to get up to a certain scratch, I would be happy with that. But again, I'm not part of Premiership Rugby. I don't know the ins and outs. It's a bit stupid. Um, but um, should we quickly go to um, our favourite time of the week? Yeah. Uh, random yeah. game of the week. Random game of the week. I uh, am going to go. Hang on, I need to find it now because I've gone on to next I've, week. I've got two. Well, one's not really random, but yeah, I've got. I've kind of got two. Go, go on. on. So first of all, Exeter Chiefs women have gone back to back with the Allianz Cup, winning it again, beating Saracens. We we'll love that, and they're technically the only team to ever host hold this title because it was introduced last year, kind of like the. The women's equivalent to the Prem Cup. Yeah. Much. But it's a better structure. Just saying. Yeah. Exeter Chiefs won it last year. Exeter Chiefs won it this year. So, well done, girls. Back to back. I, I, I do have news, actually, about... I, I forgot to say about this. You've just reminded me, Murray, the, about the rule... Uh, about the, the news of the new Premiership Cup, um, which will involve from next Championship year, teams, isn't it? 24 teams. It will include both Premiership and Championship teams, which... Is an amazing way for integration. I would love to. Well, I would have loved to see maybe the start of like an FA Cup style um, knockout throughout the whole pyramid. Um, is it viable yet? Probably not, because rugby in itself, a physical sport. You know. Yeah. You know, you can't really. If you put a, a Premiership club up against a community club, that would have been a huge. You know, Pe- people would get hurt. Badly, yeah, um, <laughs> very much. Uh, you know, uh, integrating the Premiership and, and Championship might be the might be the start of that. Who knows? Premiership Cup soon to be the the best competition in in. You know, the... I'll, I'll, I'll I'll be fully rooting for it, and you know, um, you know, Harlequins away days to Caldy. It might be <laughs> might be some of the greatest nights of my life. So, Happy days. Anyway, uh, I would like to bring my random game of the week. Go on then. And I am bringing it from, drumroll please, I'm bringing it from Romania in the oh, wow. Nationala. The heart of rugby. I know, mate. Round five, um, CSM Bayamare versus University... 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 Atia. Thank you. Uh, Cluj. Um... CSM Weimar beat uh, University of Tia, uh 71 to 7. It's not their campaign. It's their um, first, it's their first win uh, of the tournament in five, in the um, in four games um, and have kicked the tournament off well. So- I've gone along the same route as you have for an absolute thumping. Now, uh, Dallas Jackals in the MLR made history a couple games ago now, I think by getting their uh, first ever recorded win in the competition against, I believe, the Toronto Arrows. Um, but they then had to go to Seattle and play the Seawolves. 61-19 to the Seawolves. Absolutely thumped the Jackals, uh, just as you thought the Jackals might be putting their season back on track. They get absolutely whipped. Um, but however, they are above the Chicago Hounds in the table, so at least they've got that going for them. Well, there you go, coming out of uh, the USA. Murray, you said you had a second game? Um, yeah, sorry, I lost my train of thought because everything's going wrong on my end tonight. <laughs> it's fine. We love it. 
bit of chaos, bit of chaos added to the the podcast. Yes, who, who needs who needs free phone good times? Um, so I'm going to pro the where Grenoble beat Biarritz thirty five twenty six, and Grenoble's right up for promotion. I was just about to say Grenoble's up for promotion to top fourteen next year. Yeah. Which, when when was the last time they were in top fourteen? I want to say was last. It? I don't follow French rugby to be honest. Uh, uh, it was a while ago. It, it would have been about five years ago or less, I think. Yeah, but um, just out of interest, who's up for relegation? What from uh pro from from the old from the old top fourteen? Pro uh, fourteen. Sure. I know. Oh, yeah. I'm sentimental, Murray. Please. <laughs> It's, um, yeah, no, it's, um, it's between, well, Breve, I'm guessing, are as good as relegated. Uh, <sighs> it's between Perpignan, um, Powell. I don't actually know how many games left they have to go. Um, they have three rounds left. Um, so it could be any team, I believe. Oh, it could actually get interesting. Um, there are 10 points um, covering 9th to 13th. Yep. Uh, so two wins. Uh, most likely uh, safe are Castres and Montpellier. Yeah, Clermont. Um, Clermont are... are only seven points off thirteenth. Um, uh, Power on forty-two points and twelve, and in that thirteenth spot are Perpignan. Uh, hmm, I don't know how I feel about Clermont possibly getting relegated, but well, okay. I, well, I mean, if they don't make the cut, Reeves still could. They're not. They're as good as down, but they still could make the great escape. They're only they're only eleven points away from safety. You you need a lot going. I can't. How how does the point scoring work in the top fourteen? I believe it's. I believe is it five for a win and then? I think it's four for a win, five bonus point. Yeah. So if they've got two rounds left, three rounds. Oh, three three rounds. rounds. I was going to say, but the math wasn't adding up. But if I'm three rounds left, could Breve do it? Probably not. Bye, Breve. Right. Um, anyway, let's round it up there. Uh, we have talked about a lot, a lot of rugby um, tonight. We've talked about everything. But um, as the old saying goes, um, as one door closes, another one is probably shutting somewhere else. Um, I guess what <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is, it's my last episode um, with the RCP. Um, so we've finally gotten rid of him. It's been a uh, lot. I, I think there are a few smiles on faces behind the scenes. Uh, no, um, I just want to say thank you um, to everyone, everyone listening. Um, Murray, over the last two years, I believe. Two um, seasons, yeah. Yeah, you would have been going out it for ages. We would only, I think, you know, le- just less than two years ago would have been my my first interview. Interview, yes, we had you as a guest. Yeah, um, don't look back at that one because I was a completely different person at that time. Um, but. Uh, big thank you to Murray for the last two years. You've made it really, really enjoyable, and obviously we're still gonna be, we're still gonna be mates. We're still gonna be going to rugby together. Um, but yes, yeah. you're still gonna wear Scotland top every February because you will forever lose that bet. Yeah, we'll we'll have you on as a guest. Oh, let's, I'm let's, England play Scotland. Let's not play games. Let's not play games. Um, but thank you to Murray. Um, thank you to Murray for the last two years. They've been really enjoyable. Thank you for letting me chat shit uh, about everything. Uh, and also Cam, um, we've. We think we've been doing this nearly almost a year. Uh, it, 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 it was August. Last, it was August last year. Um, yeah. nine, nine months ish. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you to Cam for um, being a prick. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been my absolute pleasure. 
so thank you very much uh, to them two lads, uh, Gemma and Anya as well. Um, and then the ones who came before, um, Sean, Simeon, Kyle, uh, to all the guests we've come had on as well. So um, We are like the X Factor. Cam made that joke to me privately during the week that we are like the X Factor. The judges just keep rotating. But yeah, we're, yeah. we'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah. But anyway. That uh, makes you Simon Cowell, Murray. I'll have to be. I'm the only one that's <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, thank you very much um, for watching, listening. Uh, do follow, um, do follow the boys on socials. They are on uh, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever you like. Um, do follow the boys also uh, and the girls on their um, individual socials. Um, they're all on TikTok, um, doing their lovely, lovely stuff, and on Instagram if you just want to interact with their daily lives i suppose um and yeah uh, thank you very much and we'll see you around bye everybody